because we live in a Puritan police state, we are obliged to inform you that we may sometimes use explicit language. If you are looking for more of that, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or visit our website at wihhw.com. Now that you've been informed, things are about to get weird. Welcome to what I had heard was I am Jennifer. And I'm Lisa. And this week we're going to be talking about medieval jobs. But uh, speaking of jobs, Lisa, you have had an exciting day at work. Yeah. Um. So I went to my very first ever ribbon cutting ceremony. And uh, I, I'm basically just whoring my workout for my Instagram page. So support local business hashtag <laughs> pound sign what do you do you think that there was ever ribbon cutting ceremonies when they opened up the hat maker shop in the middle ages or no not back then the belt maker made a new had, had opened a new location no what would they give out Today they were giving out free coffee because it's a coffee shop. But what would you give out free if you had a grand opening in the Middle Ages? Well, if you're a blacksmith, I would imagine you get like free wax in the head or something. Come by. I, oh, you could get something fixed, maybe. Whatever. Yeah. Get your sword pounded out. I, I mean, that's That sounds like a lot of fun. Um <laughs> <laughs> The winemaker could give out wine. Yeah, that would be an easy one. I feel like people really didn't enjoy their jobs, no matter what they did in the medieval ages. I mean, how could you, right? I don't know. They had a different standard of living, so they wouldn't need or expect the same things that, that we would now. Do you think they worked an eight-hour day? I highly doubt it. We we never looked that up, how many hours a day um, people worked in the Middle Ages. No, but they probably didn't, you know, go in for like one long shift and then leave and then come back. I don't think there were time clocks they were punching. It was probably just like, hey, Greta, you know, make sure you're here at half past the sun. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you didn't work on Sundays, right? Because that was the day for church, so. It's the church. If you needed something, like if you needed holes in your belt, or you needed leech to suck your blood out because you were feeling under the weather, you were shit out of luck on a Sunday. No, yeah, you're you're completely screwed. Unless you want to put your own belt, belt hole or pound your own sword, as mm -hmm. they say. So, correct me if I'm wrong. This would have been the era where if you needed, like, an operation or, like, dentistry done, you went to the barber, right? Is that is that correct? Isn't this the era where you went to the barber to get, like, your arm sawed off? Could be. If you had gangrene. Were they doing surgery back then? I think so. You think they've always done surgery? Like... To some degree. So, yeah. So surgery was done by your barber. 
So not only were you cutting hair, but you were also probably sawing off a limb or pulling out teeth if you were a barber. That was the early early form of a surgeon or a doctor. So you went to your barber, you went and got a haircut, and then you got a finger chopped off. That's all you need, though. A nice haircut, one less finger. Yeah, so like if it was a, you know how um our hospitals are 24 hours, so if, in, in seven days a week, I don't think they are in Canada, though. I, I heard, I've heard that they, like, shut down, right? But in the Middle Ages, if you had something happen to you on a Sunday, again, you were screwed. If you needed anything, you know, you needed your hat fixed, your shoe fixed, whatever, you were just SOL on a Sunday because Sunday was for the day of worship. So if something happened to you on Sunday and you needed surgery, you were just going to die. <laughs> I'm sure that depended on who you were, too. Like, if something happened oh, that's true. to the king, they don't care what day it is. You know, you better get your They had their own personal it. surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the rules were back then. You were talking about having your sword pounded. So that would have been um, a blacksmith, which they made weapons from wrought iron and steel. And that had to be a suck ash job because think about it. You're in a you're in a building or a whatever, what a shack or a, a stone building, and it, you're you're you have like a kiln and and you're pounding red hot metal all day and you're sweating and I mean that that had to be a sucky ass job, and everything was done by hand. This sounds like a porno, but can you imagine the <laughs> shape they would be in? Like if you are sitting there pounding red hot steel I all know. day long, you would look like a. it would be something else. That was the first thing that popped into my head. Is there an issue here? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, man, they would be fucking ripped <laughs> pounding steel all day. Right. I bet a lot of them were very muscular just because of the kind of jobs they had to do. Yeah. And plus, their diet consisted of a meat product and some bread, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you had carbs, you had, and you had meat. So you were just, yeah, you know, you were probably ripped. Protein and carbs. Protein and carbs. Baby. <laughs> So that's a good shirt. Protein and carbs and on the back, baby. baby. <laughs> Hashtag Middle Ages. <laughs> that's right. The carpenters, which would have been ripped as well, they cut timber, um, beams, planks, doors. They made furniture. So they were in this. There was it, it wasn't like as if they were plugging in a saw. You know, right. they were doing all this shit by hand. So and just picture it, this medieval sweaty man with ripped muscles <laughs> cutting timber I you know mean, and, and they've got their saws and they've got their axes you know all of that like that takes a lot of strength you know repetitive mm -hmm. muscle you would build up a tremendous amount of muscle mm -hmm. did do you think that they had help though do you think they had like because a lot of a lot of these professions would have had i'm assuming help that was like underage, you know, like an underage boy would be their helper, kind of like the chimney sweeps and all that. 
So it's not like you had, like, it was probably you and then, like, a slave boy. Probably your kids. This is sounding really dirty. (laughs) (laughs) See, listen to you making porn again. But no, it could be their kids, you know, that they have as apprentices to kind of pass on the family business. Because I... I don't know where I read it, but I think blacksmiths were held pretty high, you know, high ranking, a good, a good blacksmith. Yeah. High ranking in society. I think that you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, it was something that you couldn't live without. It's like the things that we can't live without these days, you know, our, our auto mechanics, you know, our, our doctors, lawyers, uh, all the professions that we, we couldn't function without. The dispensaries. The dispensaries, yeah. You know, the dude that cashes me out at the grocery store. Uh, you, you know, like all of those. <laughs> a carpenter and a blacksmith would have been like, you couldn't you couldn't live without it. You had to have your blacksmith and your, your carpenter. Also, the other job is a candle maker. That, that would have been very, very pivotal as a part of your life because you had to have light in your home if there wasn't electricity you needed candles or you or you were living in the dark so sure i don't feel like that is going to take as much physical effort to make candles as you know the other jobs but it is super important you know to maintain your society in those ages and i wonder if if candle makers were mainly women, because it wasn't some a job that took a lot of strength or a lot of, oh God, where are we going with this? Because I'm I'm just like shitting on women right now. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. It a lot of upper body strength. Yeah. <laughs> typically, women have taken not taken those types of jobs, so it's not you're not shitting on anybody. I think it's just it's a historical fact. Yeah, and candles at the time. They could have been made from fat, tallow, or beeswax. And I'm not really sure what the difference is. I'm I'm assuming some of those were longer lasting than others, or maybe more ex- some were more expensive than others. I would I would venture to guess that a candle made from fat would be would burn a lot faster than a beeswax candle. I only use lard candles. I mean, yeah. And then sometimes I take my bread and I dip it in the you know, <laughs> have a nice snack. Have you seen have you seen butter candles? No. Yes, it exists. You oh, light the Lord. butter candle and you dip your bread in the butter candle. Oh, you can really eat it? Yep. Yep. But should you? It's literally a butter made of candle. Made of candle. <laughs> <laughs> candle made of butter. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So we were talking about wine. That was another uh, another profession, but it, it was apothecaries that sold wine. So an apothecary would have been someone who sold medicinal remedies, like herbal remedies, kind of like our dispensaries <laughs> these days. I feel like that would have been my job back then. Like I definitely would have owned an apothecary. Yeah. Or you would have been the door-to-door traveling sales, snakes, snake oil salesman. How dare and- you suggest such a thing <laughs> of innocent little me? It'd <laughs> be like, here, try this salve. <laughs> salve. Salve. 
solve. Salve. <laughs> it'll it'll solve all your problems. <laughs> it'll solve but, all your problems. <laughs> They sold they sold not only spices, herbs, and medicines, but they also sold wine. And I, I'm willing to bet that wine was used well, wine and whiskey and you know beer was probably used for medicinal purposes a whole lot more than it is these days. Although I mean I'm in pain today, so I'm using my tequila to fight that off. But it was, you know, something that you would do to probably for anxiety and depression and to wind down at the end of the day and for whatever pains you might have after your blacksmithing all day. I wonder what their drug of choice was. Yeah, but they would use all that stuff, prescribe it because they had no idea what anything was like, oh, ghosts in your blood, obviously. I think that probably a lot of what the apothecary would have sold would have been more a placebo than anything. If I if I give you a pill and I tell you it's for pain and it's just a sugar pill, your brain is going to automatically think it took a it took a pain pill. And then lo and behold, a couple hours later you're going to be pain free. It's just how how it works. So they were giving them probably a spoonful of freaking lavender and Telling them, oh, yeah, this is going to cure your cancer. That's not going to work long term because people are no. just going to come and die. So somebody's got to have a better plan than just like watered down lavender. I have newt. <laughs> there it is. What is a newt? It's like a little lizard. Oh, okay. The other really important professions would have been farmers. That was huge. You know, you needed your wheat, barley, oats, and and your rye from your farmer. I mean, did they have a whole lot of vegetables? Probably not because the diets weren't really rich in vegetables. It was mostly, like we said, wheat and or, uh, meat and bread. So in order to get your grains, you needed, you needed your farmer. <clears throat> so farming was probably huge, huge, a huge profession. If you were a successful farmer... You're probably pretty well off, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, you'd also probably be held pretty high in mm -hmm. society because you're the one who's providing everybody with food. Without food, you know, without light, well, that sucks. But without food, can't happen. Mm -hmm. There's also what we found to be the trumpet player. So people actually were employed to play the trumpet to announce the time of the day and then when there was any news to be heard. So anything major, that was your trumpet player. I'm super nosy, so I would like that as a job too. You know what I mean? You'd be the first to know. Yeah, they're like, what would what would be some important news that, that the trumpet player would let you know about? The queen has arrived. Uh <laughs> Judge Quimby got caught with... Miss Lucille behind the courthouse. <laughs> or come and gather. We're about to do a beheading. We're obviously not going to torture you. Uh. Let's let's actually go to that one for a moment. Let's touch on the executioner for a moment. So that was an actual job. So your job was to chop off the head of people who 
committed crimes. But it was also a form of entertainment. You were providing two services. You were chopping off the head of a criminal, and you were also providing a good time. <laughs> Party! But could you imagine, like, do you feel, if you existed in the Middle Ages, if you would be interested in going and watching the executioner chop off someone's head as a form of entertainment. Not only that, but people took their kids with them. Yeah, I know. And it's the stuff of nightmares. I mean, it really is. Like I wouldn't, I would never have been able to get that out of my head, whether I was a child or a full grown adult. It was a different time. I guess it's the equivalent of watching a, a, a slasher film, but it's real. I, I mean, it's the same kind of, like, thrill. What would they serve at the beheading as far as, like, do they have, you know, you go to, a, like, a fireworks show and peanuts. they're they're selling, like, those light-up things where the, for the kids to, like, spin around in the air. Oh, peanuts, yeah. So you get your bag of peanuts and, and you're chowing down and you're waiting for the beheading to begin. A kebab. <laughs> your kebab. <laughs> your meat kebab. Your meat kebab. <laughs> Your bread, you can make a sandwich because you've got bread and meat. <laughs> there definitely had to be beer at the execution. Yeah, some ale and some wine. Yeah. I'm picturing my in my head a lot of people shouting with barely any teeth, holding their beer, you know, beers up in the air, cheering loudly as the person's head rolls down the stage. <laughs> Do you think that they gave them free alcohol to rile them up? Oh, that's a Good question. See, now that's the equivalent of what I did today, where I went to the ribbon cutting ceremony and they were giving out free coffee to anyone who walked in the door. So you walk into the town square where the execution is about to begin and you're given free be free beer <laughs> so you can just get rowdy as fuck. <laughs> oh, there's kids running around. It's probably a good time. It's kind of like an Aerosmith concert. <laughs> Had to be close. Had to be. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, do you think that there was concerts like in the yeah. medieval era? I think so. Like, you went to listen to like... Some little dude play the little string thing. A tiny violin. The little ding, the ding, you know, whatever that thing is. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to the treadmill operator. This job was mainly for the blind because you couldn't really be scared of heights and do this job. So they figure, let's take this blind dude over here because he doesn't know how fucking high he is up. And they walked on a hamster wheel so that they could do like a human pulley system for construction pur purposes. That's really fucked up. Yeah, but at least they were providing a job to the handicapped. I mean, it's like, we're going to throw you in a human hamster wheel and your ass is going to just run and run and run. I mean, and if they you're wanted, not going to know. <laughs> if they wanted to do it, like they wanted something to do right on. But if somebody was like, you have to do this, then that's super not cool. Plus, they're also putting him in danger. You know, if nobody sighted would do it, why would they put blind people 
to do more dangerous jobs. Because you still had to, as a blind person, you still had to earn a living. You could be blind and living on the streets and not be able to earn an income because what else could you in the in in the middle ages like what else could you do if you were blind for for an occupation i mean i guess you could be a hat maker you could be a belt maker you could be a trumpet player what what have you but i really just don't think that they were like yeah you have a disability and we're it's fine you can be a fisherman do you know what i mean it was right. probably something where they automatically were like you were lower on the like lower on the the in society status yeah, yeah in society mm -hmm. because you had you had something like think about this like if you couldn't walk if you were a, like like a paraplegic or whatever you didn't you didn't work there was nothing for you to do it's not like you could sit at a desk with a computer and speak into your computer or, like you know have like a head pointer and type shit like you you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do anything right there was no job for you so i'm i'm assuming that the same thing went for like the blind where you were only going to be allowed to do so many things and this was one of those jobs so it's like you either do this and earn a couple pennies or y you do nothing and you're homeless right could be yeah yeah there was also the medieval version of an Uber driver, which was a coachman, that basically the the driver of coaches. They had horses and then they had their carriage and you held down your, your coach and they came pick you up and, you know, took you to where you were going. So that was another job that was, you know, really important to that to that era. I'm assuming people mainly walked a lot of places or traveled by horseback. Um, if you were noblemen or, you know, part of the church or the clergy or, or, or what have you, or royalty, you had your own personal coachman. Do you think that they got uh, in trouble for riding their horses while they were drunk back then? Ooh, that's a good question. Because, you know, if you, and I don't know how it is in the state that you live in, but here in New York, if you were riding a regular bicycle, like a just a bicycle, and were drunk or high, you can get a, a DWI. Yeah. Or a DUI. So if you went out for like a, a night of drinking, would you like hail a coach? Was that like a thing? I would not think so. I mean, unless you were going like a really far distance, you're probably just going to walk. I think people pretty much walked everywhere. It's not like there would mm -hmm. be a million coaches out there. So there would be somebody who's going to be close by. It would probably take them a long time to get to you to begin with. That's true. Yeah. So walking and probably bikes were the main source of transportation. Did they have bikes? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay, so it's walking, riding horses, donkeys, or mules, mule or horse-drawn wagons, and then ships. So that was your choice. So, and we, we all know you weren't going out for a night of drinking and then taking a ship home. <laughs> Depends how wild your night got. <laughs> you wound up on a remote island somewhere. <laughs> One of the other jobs that 
I found that was pretty interesting is a leech collector. So if you were a leech collector, you would want you would walk around in like swamp water until leeches attached to your legs. You'd walk out of the water, take those leeches off of you, jar them up, and then sell them to probably an apothecary, honestly, to where you could go and um, have your blood sucked out by a leech to basically bleed out your toxins. So this was how they collected leeches. And leeching was really really something that people believed in quite a bit, you know, at this point in time. They still use leeches in... Yes, today. Yes, we do. So, yeah. Have you ever had a leech on you? No, but it is one of my worst fucking nightmares. <laughs> honest to God. That, like, you, do you remember Stand By Me where they're yeah. in the water and then the leeches are all over? Oh, God. I mean, yeah. That that movie scarred me for life. Like, I've heard that from a lot of people. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think that if I went into water and got a leech on me, I'd probably pass out. I I don't even know if I could handle it. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't know if it hurts to get them off. I don't think that part's a big deal. I just think like it's gross and freaky. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I could handle it. Honestly, it's, it just would be one of those things where I would just be like, I, I get nauseous. I get like, lightheaded and then I would just be out like a light <laughs> um pass out I actually get that uh, yeah it, it just the sheer like just just seeing it on me like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have time to take it off I would be just passed out I'd be like boom out uh <laughs> and then I'd be standing there laughing at you and it'd be hard for me to help <laughs> He'd be like, oh, I do this all the time. <laughs> it's a thing. And I, I do. feel fantastic. <laughs> You're just not doing it right. <laughs> I really don't want to have that conversation with you where like you're texting me and you're like, oh, so I'm trying this new thing. <laughs> I'm doing leeching. I'm doing leeching. And I feel great. It's wonderful. And you should try it too. Have you seen people go to like spas to have tiny fish bite the dead skin off their feet? I've seen it on, I've seen videos of it and it creeps me out. Yeah. Yep. That's another one of, I, I really hate like beaches and like, large bodies of water that I can't see the bottom of. Right. Because as soon as a fish touches me, I'm out of there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Later. And honestly, you hope that it's a fish because if it's anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and it very well could be. Nope. No. No. I can't. I can't do it. Can't do beaches. Speaking of beaches, let's talk about wet nurse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Nice. Nice segue. So wet nurses, they were super important because not everyone can breastfeed. That's a an issue. It's still an issue. It's always been an issue. You didn't have, you couldn't like, 
you know, have your baby not be able to latch to you and just be like, yeah, I'm going to just go to the store, grab some Enfamil and give this bitch a bottle. Like you can't, you couldn't do that. Bitch. Oh, sorry, you couldn't kids. do that. <laughs> you had to have another titty to feed your baby. And they didn't even have any sort of bottle for like many, 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 many years. No bottle was developed for a child. So it was either your baby latched or died, breastfed off you or latched or died. Yeah. Or breastfed off of someone else. And I really don't know how, if you were of like a poverty level, if your baby couldn't feed, I don't know what you did because you wouldn't have been able to afford a wet nurse because yeah. it's not like it was free. Ask your friends. You'd have to, yeah, you basically have to ask your friend. I'm assuming like someone at the church or your neighbor or something. Friends, you know? family, yeah, church. Yeah. Kind of off the subject, but not really, is any woman can lactate, even if you're not pregnant. So if you were to start eating foods that would help you lactate and then you started nursing a baby, eventually you would produce milk. And I don't, I don't know that people actually know that. So you didn't have to be pregnant or have had just had a baby in order to lactate. You would just need the proper foods and a baby to suck on your boob. <laughs> Poor baby that's there waiting, you know, that's there until the milk actually comes in. This baby like, yeah. what is this shit? I'm sure that this is the way a lot of babies passed away in this era because you're right. Like if you, so if you're in the hospital and it's, you know, modern day, if your baby can't feed off your boob, you have the choice of just saying, yes, give it a bottle. And I don't know if you, if you had to go through this with your kids, but I did basically two, three days goes down, goes by and your baby's starving because you're not able to breastfeed it. And you're like wanting to try, wanting to try, wanting to try. Well, your instinct is just like, all right, I can't starve my child anymore. Just give it a bottle. You didn't have that choice then. Right. Your choice was either keep trying or nothing, you know, mm -hmm. there's that there's other jobs that would have been very important. Like, uh, as far as like apparel would have been a hat maker, everyone wore hats. It, it was just, it was a thing. I mean, you just, you had to have a hat for, I'm assuming you had a daily hat and then maybe you had like a Sunday hat or something like that, you know? So hat makers, huge. Yeah. Everybody had a and hat. Men. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a part of the dress of that time. Mm -hmm. So you had to have a hat. Same thing with your belt, you know, not women because women wore, wore dresses, but men had to wear belts. They, they had to the other, you know, shoes. So also the cobbler and they would make shoes out of various leathers, uh, sometimes snakeskin. That was another very important job. Um, and as far as, you know, what you, your daily dress. So hat, belt, shoes. Also, there was something called a fuller. They cleaned the wool to prepare it to be made into cloth for clothing. They would basically walk on the wool to cleanse the wool. And then urine was used 
to bleach the wool to make it into white fabric because mainly what people the color people wore at this time was white and i don't know i mean you you'll see movies where people are wearing like really dark clothing or like black you know no that really wasn't how it was it was mainly white everything was white they weren't dyeing clothing it was white but the the urine from human beings was used to bleach the wool and it was basically ammonia they got to step in urine Yep, you got to step in urine and that was your job. I hate the feeling of wool on my skin. Like, it's just... Ugh. Oh, oh. I I remember being a child and our a lot of our blankets, for whatever reason, were made of wool. And they were the scratchiest fucking things ever. So uncomfortable. And then if you had like a wool... I remember wearing wool turtlenecks, of all things. <laughs> so you're in school, you're sweating... You have a wool turtleneck on. It's scratching you. (laughs) You're sweating. Being murdered by your own apparel. Yeah. Do people wear wool anymore? I hope not. Like woolen pants. So if you had a job back in the Middle Ages and it was your choice, what would you want to do? I'm going to say a jester. Just because I, I really feel that I could be a complete ass for a living that would be like my dream job in the middle ages and not now yeah that i mean it would be the equivalent of a comedian (laughs) although i would suck at it but i would i would like to entertain my lord that's very kind of you always looking out i'd want to be like a witch that lives in the marsh foggy area you know where Nobody wants to come out to, and I have all the wind chimes going around. So when the wind blows, it's loud as fuck. Hey, Lisa. What? I'll be your witch. Lisa, do you have anything to tell the listeners? Excellent. What I had heard was we are out of time and we will see you next week. We put the ass in podcast.